You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Logan Swinkles from Mornings with Ian Smith on SNZ, and joining me now from Chiefs Manoa is assistant coach Brent Coa. It's a great time of year with the return of Super Rugby Olpiki. So what are the excitement levels like uh, amongst the camp to get out there on Saturday and take on the Hurricanes power? Uh, yeah, everyone's buzzing, eh? They're ready to go. Um, I think the preseason managed to get a couple of games under our belt and um, I think everyone's just biting at the bit, mate. Ready to go. What have you learned from those games, from the preseason? Uh, just... I think it's just time in the saddle, eh? I think more, the more tank game time you get, you get to sort of fine tune your systems. And I think you, you can't, you can't beat that. You can practice all you like, but it's actually um, under under tension where you actually see where you need where you need to fix things. So now, from that point of view, it's been good, good learnings, and um, ready to go. Yeah, always good to put a uh, the squad under a bit of stress there. But you know, with players juggling jobs, motherhood, you know, and a rugby career in some cases in multiple codes. How have the how have those season preparations progressed? Like is it tough getting everyone together sometimes? Um it's I'll say it's working in the right direction. So everything's everything's getting better. And I think um I don't know, based off what happened last year and the momentum of women's rugby, like we can't expect things to be go from zero to a hundred straight away. I think it's still putting systems in place, making sure we progress it at a good speed as well. And I think, um, could it be better? Yeah, I think it could be, but is it, is it, um, allowing us to do what we need to do right now? Of course it is. Yeah. There is that big question mark around women's rugby right now. That seems to be, you know, how do we build upon the love for the women's game that we saw, uh, from the rugby world cup last year? Where do you see Opeki succeeding in that regard? I think uh, although they've increased the um, amount of games, it's only a small increase. You know, I think I understand the the intention is to go into the Trans-Tasman space. Well, I would love to have seen a home and away series at least to get, I think, five games over the course of the competition. You're kind of just hitting your straps, um, you know, and getting your systems right. So for me, I think... The growth of the game after this season, I'd like to see it grow much quicker. And um, I think just from a, you know, from a professional space, if you want to, you're bringing these people into into this environment, it wants to be for a decent whack of time, obviously, you know, for a competition. So, um, yep, it's better than last year. And I think we've just got to make sure we, we do everything from our side of it as coaches, as management, and as players to make sure that we... Um, I think deliver a great product. As a coach, how do you prepare for such a short season like that when there's, you know, not a lot of time to, you know, refine and fine tune things? Yeah. Um, there isn't a lot of time together as a team. So a lot of the work gets done behind the scenes, you know, a lot of one-on-one -on -one meetings. Um, there's a big reliance on, 
right now for the girls to do a lot of own time training and obviously they come from different parts of the mutu different parts of the the country so it's there's a there's a big reliance on the on the players themselves so i think from a the professionalism piece once we're able to get those get eyes on all those players more often and for a bigger building i think it's um it'll be great but right now it's definitely not enough time but at the same time like there's a lot of girls in there that are in the national environment so they know what's what to expect and there's um women in there that were part of the Opaki competition last year so they know what to expect as well so i think as coaches as long as we set the expectations and we deliver on that as well um you know i think that's we've got to lead by example it's one thing saying players do this players do that but we've got to walk the walk and talk the talk as well your wife crystal stepping into the head coaching role after the uh, success of alan bunting in the first season since coming in into that spot how do you think she's taken to the new role uh just like any other role you know it's um she thrives in any environment she's a part of um she's got her own take on the game she's not a she won't follow she's more about evolving the game so she makes i think one of her strengths her absolute strengths is her ability to bring people together so she'll always find people that are that challenge that'll challenge her because that's gonna she doesn't want yes people she wants people that are gonna create debate and it's gonna make people better so no i think it's just another another team and like any like any team she coaches she she wants to win <laughs> like that's a given and um she has that expectation on all coaches on all management um be world-class leading in your own space awesome and that's the main thing that she brings here that's awesome uh with with that you know you've got this husband and wife coaching dynamic between the two of you what do you think makes it so successful uh our strengths are different and i think we've coached together for about 12 years now and um we just balance each other out we won't think we look at the game slightly different so when we when we're looking at um teams or players for selection like we hold each other accountable and i think um we love that space i think it's i'm pretty lucky in, in that in that respect like we both have an absolute hunger for the game but it's a healthy it's a healthy space where we just love to grow and if you live in the koa household mate it's um our kids are coaches and they don't know it yeah they'll they sort of talk the same lingo as us which is quite which is quite cool well uh watch out in a few years time i'm sure <laughs> you stepped into the head coaching role at the bay plenty uh volcanics uh last yeah. year what did you learn about yourself uh as a coach that you're now bringing in with you to the chiefs manoa um i think it's just being able to adapt like we came back from japan the, um about 13 months ago after spending four years coaching over there and the game is different the people are different and i think it's just i probably learned more more about listening like what changes need to be made what are the people saying um listen more than you before you start to put things in place i think that's probably been a big learning for me um 
and just working with new coaching staff, like getting different people involved, making sure that everyone knows their role there and it's a it's a growth environment. You know, I think that's that's always something I like to challenge myself on. Speaking of, you know, working in with new coaches, can you just explain to our listeners who else uh, is involved in the coaching setup there at Chiefs Manoa and how the roles differ? Yeah, so we've got Daryl Suasua and Greg Smith. So Greg Smith's our set piece coach. Daryl Suasua is our attack coach. Um, they're both highly experienced coaches in their in their own right. Like Daryl's been to a couple of World Cups um, with the woman. He's I think he's one of the trailblazers, to be honest, in the women's space. Um, same, same as Greg, like they've got a vast experience in the game across the men and women's space. Uh, probably the one thing with all those coaches, and I do, so I'm a counter-attack coach, um, and Crystal's the defense coach. So we, although we have our own space, like we're in charge of the big rocks, and we'll sit there and we'll debate everything around um I see it this way and they'll always have a different opinion or what do you think about this? And I think what's great about our coaching team is we're, we're open to, to feedback, which is great where sometimes you have coaches, you know, they'll, they'll stick to their own space and it's like, don't touch. I think um, with us, we, before we um, I think our first few meetings together, we spent sort of six to eight hours, like just, getting to know each other, picking our brains around rugby. Um, I think that's, we've all got a similar mindset. You know, we're really competitive. Um, we really care about our people. Um, culture's massive and we love to mix that in with performance. Like I think there's a good balance and we, um, we all get on really well. That's a bonus. <laughs> and I already know what the expectations are coming in uh, as defending champions. So I don't, I don't even need to ask you uh, about that. But looking at some of the players uh, in the squad this year, you've got Tanika Willison, who, you know, that's that's a name that's going to be familiar to rugby fans that follow the Blackfern Seven. So when she was announced, Crystal mentioned that she's a champion of the unseen mahi. What does Tanika do off the field to help strengthen the team? Oh, I think it's just. Uh it's great that she's come from the New Zealand Sevens environment. Um, she just has that professional mindset. So she knows uh, with Sevens, you're constantly in those pressure environments. You know, you're playing tournament. Each tournament is pressure. And so bringing that that calm nature, I think you can't underestimate how important that is to an environment. So um, Nix has got a big mouth. She's... Uh, <laughs> That's one of her strengths, but um, I think we've been involved with Neeks for a long time. So we started coaching Neeks when she was about 14 years old. So we had, had her at Hamilton Girls High School. And um, she's just a great human. But I think when it comes to selection, like we take all that into account. So it's not just Nika, not just Neeks, it's, um, it's every player. Like you, you've got to have the skill set, the work, skill set, work ethic, but you've just got to be a, a bloody good human as well. So then we can go to those places and actually um, push each other and there's not going to be any negative reaction to it. Uh, you've also you've brought in a couple of big names from rugby league circles as well with uh, Abigail Roach and uh, Alpi Nichols. How do you see them slotting into the Chiefs Manawa lineup and you know what impact can they bring? 
Uh, yeah, again, they're great players. They've got a rugby background as well. So Uppy um, used to be Cook Island Sevens, and uh, we coached her back then as well. And same as Abby, she was Auckland Sevens, and um, they just bring a professional mindset. And um, they're people that'll do the work behind the scenes. Um, they're detailed people. They once they know the detail, they can play with freedom. So. They add, they definitely add to the environment. Absolutely. Is there is there anyone else in the squad that you're hoping to see a big season from that the fans should keep an eye out for? Uh, we've got a. Oh, to be honest, like we've got some exciting people right across the board. You know, we've got a couple of youngins like um, Oliver Watherston. We've got um, Georgia Dales. You know, um, we've got some big riggers up the front as well, and. Um, uh, in terms of Shah, so like um, I think for us it's not more of the individual players, it's more around how well we play together. If we do those jobs well, then I think the people who score are just the, on the end of the line. Uh, and just lastly from me, Brent, considering you know your experience with coaching women's rugby, where would you hope to see Super Rugby Opiki go in the near future? Um, I mean, you sort of mentioned partnering up with the likes of Australia, but where else could it go? Uh, I think realistically, like Australia, you've got you've got Fiji who are doing absolutely amazing things on the World Series with sevens and and their fifteens team. So I, I think um, I think it's nailing the basics first. You know, like Tasman Rugby, there's a good there's a good um, competition there that we can link into, and I think from there we can grow from it. But right now. Um, it is small, you know, we need to grow it, I think, to, you know, get the excitement of the fans and also as players to play a more meaningful competition, it's going to be bigger. So I think um, the franchises, like the Chiefs, Chiefs Manoa, like they're amazing. You know, the board, they're genuinely involved in everything, trying to evolve the game. So, um, yeah, hopefully next year we get some Tasman rugby or at least a couple of rounds to make it a a much more entertaining uh, competition. But yeah, we definitely need at least a couple of Aussie teams or the whole the whole shebang going. Nice, I love it. Uh, let's keep riding that wave of women's rugby, mate. And uh, I really appreciate your time this morning, Brent. Now, good as gold, mate. All the best, eh?